0: Good morning, it is a wonderful morning to be here, it's dry inside, another rainy Sunday morning, but I'm thankful for, for God being in control and I'm thankful for each one of you being here this morning, Look, I love that song, shine Jesus shine, man, shine Jesus shine, I love uh, music. I talked about music and singing a little bit last week, and I talked about um, seeking uh, Jesus in the scripture last week. And I'm, I will continue that today as I wrap up the series we've been on. But man, I, w- you know, I love to sing. I wish I was good at it. I really do. So does everybody around me. Because being bad at something don't stop me from doing it. I'm persistent. You have other views. I do. They're just hitting really well. You Those, yeah, thank you. But man, I appreciate good music and and again I thank everybody for being here. And again, we're going to wrap this um, series up and we've been following his perfect example. And today I'm going to talk about seeking him. We're going to talk about seeking him in. The Word. I'm going to start by reading um, one verse. I'm going to read John eight thirty one. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, again, we come to you just to give you thanks, Lord. Just thank you for your word. Lord, thank you most of all for sending this perfect example we've been examining the last several weeks, Lord. I just pray that each day we we strive to follow him. Lord, I pray that this morning as, uh, as we examine this word, Lord, that you open everybody's hearts, Lord, that they hear this message, they receive what you have in store for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, in this series, I've attempted to to show Jesus as our perfect example and how we should follow him. Of course, if I were going to do a series on exactly how to follow Jesus, it would be more than five or six weeks. It would be a lifetime. So really, even though we're going to wrap this series up, it still should be our focus every day of our life. Jesus showed us the perfect example. He showed us the way. And he's the source of every spiritual blessing that God has to offer us. Man, he's got a lot in store for us. A lot in store for us. And he's ready for us to follow his perfect, perfect example. He's ready for us to tell other people about him. But how can we be sure that we're truly following Jesus? Jesus. As we're on this journey, how can we be truly sure that we're following him? The only way we can do that is to look at the scripture, to look at his holy word. Again, it's more than just believing in Jesus. That sounds weird, doesn't it? It's more than simply believing in Jesus. That's the first step. But it's accepting him as our Lord and Savior and applying his teachings His teaching to our life. That's what it means to really truly be a follower of Jesus. That's what Jesus was saying in John 8, 31. That if we're his disciples, we're going to seek him, we're going to follow him in his word. You see, to be sure that we've truly found Jesus as we're following him, we've got to examine the Bible as a whole. Matter of fact, a great place to start is actually in the Old Testament. A great place to start seeking Jesus in the Word is in the Old Testament. You'll find him there. You'll find him there. You see, there's hundreds, even though it hundreds of years before Jesus's birth, Jesus is talked about in the Old Testament. Matter of fact, he reminded uh, folks on the road to Emmaus of this in Luke twenty four twenty seven. It says. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expanded them in the scriptures, the things concerning himself. And then years later, Paul reminds Timothy the importance of the Old Testament. When in Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy three fourteen and 15, he says, But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are Able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. Again, if you want to start looking for Jesus, start looking in the Old Testament. How can this be? It's through the eyes of the prophets. Through the eyes of the prophets, we are able to see Jesus. In Isaiah alone, we can learn about Jesus' birth. We can learn about his suffering, and we can learn about Jesus's sovereignty hundreds of years before he's born. You see, the birth of Jesus is in Isaiah seven fourteen. It says, "Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign: Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and excuse me, and bear a son, and shall be called Emmanuel." And then you. Can you learn about the suffering of Jesus in Isaiah fifty three four through six as surely he was born our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we esteemed him stricken smitten by God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement for our peace was upon him and by him stripes were by his stripes we are healed all we. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of all of us. So the suffering of Jesus is foretold in Isaiah. And then the sovereignty of Jesus is told in Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. It says, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful. Man, over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament about Jesus. So we should read the Old Testament in our efforts to find Jesus. To seek Jesus, we should start in the Old Testament. But as important as helping us find Jesus, his purpose was to prepare his people for his coming. The purpose of the Old Testament is to get his people ready to receive him. See, Paul reminded us of this in Galatians 3, 24 and 25. He says, therefore the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith, but after faith has come, we are no longer under the tutor. We can find Jesus. We can look for Jesus and see him in the Old Testament. But if you truly want to see Jesus, if you truly want to see Jesus in the picture of who he truly is, we need to look at the Gospels. We need to seek him in the Gospels. You see, and there we find the most complete record of Jesus' life here on earth. By God's divine providence, we're blessed with four different Gospels, each with a different emphasis. If you look at Matthew, Matthew emphasizes the teachings of Jesus. And then Mark features the miracles of Jesus. Jesus and, and Jesus' power. Then Luke underscores the humanity of Jesus without taking away from his divinity. And John stresses the divinity of Jesus without taking away from his humanity. You see, through offering these different aspects of Jesus' life and teachings, they all have the basic, same basic goal and purpose, and that's to create faith in Jesus Christ. It's to, to give us the good news. It's to give us the good news of a risen Savior. It's the purpose of all four Gospels. They just approach it in different ways. John 20, 30, 31 says, And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. You see, the Gospels, as we look at the Gospels, we see the eyes of fulfillment. We see the eyes of the the prophecy that was the Old Testament being fulfilled on earth as Jesus came to save our souls. You see, by reading the Gospels, we learn what Jesus had to say about following him. Luke nine twenty three through 25 says, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to, be, to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what will it profit if a man gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? When we decide to follow Jesus, we decide to follow Jesus, it's not always easy. Now, the reward is great. The reward is eternal. But following Jesus can be difficult. We're called to take up his cross every day. That means we're called to sacrifice every day. Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice so we can have this eternal life. But he's calling us to sacrifice for each other every day. To put other people's needs ahead of ours. That's what it means to sacrifice. It means to suffer. It means to suffer. We're called to take care of each other. We're called to look at other people's needs before ours. It's hard to do sometimes. But we're called to take up His cross. See, the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew ends with a charge to his people. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 gives us the Great Commission. It says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And I am with you always. Even to the end of age. Jesus is with us, but being a Christian, we're called to take up our cross and we're called to put other people's needs ahead of ours, but we're also called to tell them why we're doing it. We're called to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, to a hurting people. We're called to suffer, we're called to sacrifice. But most of all, we're called to deliver good news. We live in a world right now that I don't know if you've noticed, but we're not real happy people sometimes. Been to Walmart lately? If you've been to uh, anywhere, it's not hard to see people who need hope. You don't have to go far to see people in despair. We're not going to give them the good news. Who is? If we, as Christians, are not delivering them the good news, who is? If we're not telling them where they can find the peace and comfort that's through Jesus Christ, where are they finding their peace and comfort? It's our job to carry the word of Jesus Christ to everybody. Everybody. Being a Christian, I've said this before, it's a verb, not a noun. We've been blessed with much. We're blessed with the Word. We're blessed with, with being able to seek and follow Jesus and all that we do. But it's what we do with it that really counts. It's where we take it. Again, we live in a world that needs some good news. I'm thankful that, uh, that Jesus came and, and died and was risen again to offer us this good news, this eternal life that only comes through a relationship with him. You see by reading the Gospels we come much closer to finding Jesus and what he represents. By reading the Gospels we also find we also find many of the things that he did here on earth and his ministry was completed, but there's still work to do. Not his work. His work is perfect. Our work is not. Only by following his perfect example can we deliver the perfect message. And that message is a risen Savior. But if we're really truly seeking Jesus and we're going through the Bible, we're reading the Scripture, we can't stop. We can't even stop at the Gospels. We've got to keep going. You see, we'll find Jesus also in the Acts and the Epistles. You see, in the book of Acts, we see the fulfillment of Jesus' promise to send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit would guide his disciples, them but it guides us today. Acts 2.4 says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in each other's tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. We're all filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus has given us this comforter, this way when we're tired, we can't, think we can't keep going. When the world's beating down on us, that strength, that comfort comes through the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that Jesus promised. Also, as we read through the book of Acts, as we read through the book of Acts and we see the Holy Spirit guiding the apostles, his church is set up. The church of Christ is set up in the book of Acts, and he also commands us in Acts, in Acts twenty thirty five. I've shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak, and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, "It is more blessed to give than to receive." Again, that goes right back to, "Hey, we're supposed to help each other out. We're supposed to lift each other up." You see, because it was the Holy Spirit that was guiding the apostles and all the truth in. It's the same Holy Spirit that's guiding us today. 1 Corinthians 14.37 says, If anyone thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things which I write to you are the commandments of the Lord. Of course, Jesus himself said said that who received him would also... Receive the one that sent him. It says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who receives me also sends the one who sent me. So when we receive Jesus as our Savior, we receive the Father, we receive those blessings, we're called to go to places to take that same good news, the same good news of the Holy Spirit, of a risen Savior. We're called to take it to everywhere. Again, we get caught up with, uh, it's pretty easy to to minister to people and pretty easy to make friends with people that look just like us, that act just like us, that sin just like us. It's easy for us to take the good news to those folks. You see, we're called to take it beyond that. People that may look like us, or not look like us, may not believe like us. They still need the good news of Jesus Christ. The good news of Jesus Christ, that the only way that we can have that eternal life is through a relationship with him. I've said before, and I'll say it again, that you'll never look into the eyes of somebody that Jesus didn't die for. Those are the people we're called to go do ministry with. Again, it's easy to do ministry with people that look just like us. Act just like us. But if we really want to tr- grow his kingdom, we're going to be taking this message to everybody. When I was in sales, um, I was pretty decent at selling to people and going around making friends with people that were kind of like me. It was easy. Going there and talk. I like to talk. I go in there and talk and show them some new product and they would usually buy it from me, and that was great. But man, it was hard for me, especially growing up pretty shy, to go in and talk to people that didn't really like me. Wasn't used to it. So I avoided it. I avoided it. And I had a pretty decent career, but till, till I started actually being able to talk to people that disagreed with me, that weren't just like me, I was pretty limited on my business. But when I started offering the products I had to everybody, I saw the results. Being a Christian is the same way. Spreading the word. We're called to spread the gospel to people we like, people we don't like, people who hurt us. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes that's really hard. Hard. Once I got in the teaching field, I kind of prided myself on being able to build relationships. Not the best teacher in the world. I wasn't the best salesman in the world. Probably not the best pastor in the world. But I built relationships pretty decent. And I'll never forget, I built relationships with kids, but I'll never forget the first actual year I taught. This young man kept getting distracted in my classroom, we'll just say. And finally, I I pulled him out of the house and said, I don't understand. You know, we've done this. I said, I thought that we were going to be okay together. And he looked at me. I said, what's the problem? What can I do different? He looked at me now and says, Mr. Morgan, I really just don't like you. I'm like, man, I don't know what to do about that. (laughs) So finally, I actually told him the story I just told you all. I said, look, we don't have to like each other. I said, I like you. I said, but you don't have to like me. I said, but I've got a job to do. And I said, I appreciate you respecting me enough to let me do my job. After that, we got along just fine. I don't know if the kid ever liked me, but I hope he learned something. Again, we're called to deliver the message of Jesus Christ to the edges of the earth, to everywhere, to everybody. That's the good news. It's not just for us to keep right here looking around at all of us that we care about. Yeah, it's for us. But it's beyond these walls. It's beyond this community. You see, we find Jesus. When we look for Jesus, we find him in our obedience. When we do what the Word says, that's when we can really feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. John 8 32, Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Again, that's the message we need to be delivering. Another occasion, Jesus told his apostles of the importance of obedience. He, Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Again, if you want to find Jesus, if you want to look for Jesus, look in his word. That's where he is. If you want to feel his presence, feel the Holy Spirit dwelling within you. When we put on Christ, we should be different. We should treat people different. Jesus is the word. That's where we need to be looking for him. John 1.1 says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You see, to find Christ, as we're seeking Christ, we need to look in his Word. You see, to find Jesus, to find Jesus, we need to look at his perfect example to a better life. We need to look at his perfect example of forgiveness. We need to look at his perfect example of the way to the Father. We need to look at his perfect example to find our spiritual maturity. And we need to look at his perfect example as we seek him daily. Have you found Jesus? Have you found Jesus? Have you accepted him as your Lord and Savior? That's the important question this morning. Have you found him? Is he your Savior? Are you seeking him every day to do his will? Have we accepted his grace? Are we following his great commission? If we've accepted that grace, are we going and making disciples of Jesus Christ? You see, Jesus is our way. He's our way to eternity. He's our way to that abundant life that he promises in John 10.10. Are we ready to trust and obey him? Are we ready to let him be our perfect example? Have you accepted him as your Lord and Savior? I can tell you this morning, if you're here, if you're listening online and you haven't made that decision, what a perfect morning to do it. Eternity's a long time. Eternity's is a long time. And it can start today. It can start today. We don't really have to wait until we die to receive eternity. When we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, our eternity begins right now. That's when we receive that abundant life that he promises us. In John 10, 10, that's when we receive his forgiveness that lasts us. If you haven't accepted that free grace, that mercy that only comes from that relationship with him, I pray that you do this morning. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sending your perfect son, Lord. Just thank you for allowing us the opportunity to follow him every day. Lord, I pray that each person here, each person online is seeking your will in all that they do, Lord. And if there's anyone here or anyone who doesn't know this loving, knowing, forgiving, grace-filled relationship, Lord, that they come to, to that perfect relationship with you this morning.